Blog Talk Radio. church while doing so how's it going look what happens when things go live again and i'm not just talking about live on air i'm talking about live like madison square garden live like barclays the anaheim pond T-Mobile Center, you you name it, the arenas that have collected dust and haven't really been utilized since COVID-19. So what happens when we get to go to shows again? Outside of WrestleMania 37, which housed 25,000 people on both nights because of the restrictions, what have you. I mean, what's going to happen? Who's going to... I mean, I don't know about you. I don't care if it's AEW or WWE. Some people have their preferences. I don't. Because I'm bored out of my mind. And I would like to see a professional wrestling show. Now, I, I know some of you have on my list have went to uh, Tampa and see the spectacle that is WrestleMania 37. Now... For me, a part of me was like, well, I wonder if WWE is going to follow through with giving the fans what they want. <clears throat> and uh, from what I understand, from what I've been hearing, there are a few things that are askew when it comes to watching WWE live. And the very first thing I'm going to tell you is I didn't really care that much that night. You know why? Because it was so nice to hear boos and cheers for the very first time ever since 2020 when a live fucking crowd, live <clears throat> bigger than 30,000 plus, was at Res- uh, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble in Houston. So my question for the whole entire night is going to center around this. What's going to happen when the crowds fill the stands and you get your nachos, you get your hot dogs, and you get to watch whatever story WWE has for at least two weeks' time period, you know? <clears throat> or not two weeks, but at least three months. And that seems to be the new um, 
length as far as uh, stories and, well, sometimes feuds go. But, you know, what's going to happen? Because ratings obviously have not been a strong focal point for WWE. Some of you may point out that, yes, AEW was mopping the floor with NXT when it came to demographics from 18 to 49 and so on and so forth. And you got to give AEW credit. They managed somehow, not somehow, but they managed to essentially not but <clears throat> they did kill WWE in ratings. Simply because there's a certain fan base that must be having their antsy tickled right now. And you know why I say that? Because I'm going to go in here in ratings. Let's see here. Had in my notes somewhere. Let's see here. We're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. Right here on Wrestle Radio Network Monday edition. Stand by. about AEW. So NXT won the final installment of Wednesday Night Wars, beating a suddenly slumping AEW Dynamite. 768,000 to 688,000 as NXT aired TakeOver Stand and Deliver during WrestleMania week. Okay, that was WrestleMania week, and we're not going to read biased statistics, are we? But they did beat them on the final Wednesday night. Barely by a hundred, barely by a hundred thousand viewers. So it was seven hundred sixty-eight thousand to six hundred eighty-eight. It was a big night, you know. It was WrestleMania weekend, and we're not going to deny, and we're going to let them go out on top, right? So I got to read this though, because WWE NXT ratings versus AEW ratings. So, year-to-date, AEW cable program is more than doubling NXT and the key demos viewers with 411,000 viewers aged 18 to 49 versus 204,000 in WWE. AEW Dynamite has brought in 150,000 more total viewers in NXT in 2021, a 23% gap. I'm not one on numbers, but I can tell you this. Those are the numbers that are being... Relayed out to fans Some fans are like it's not about numbers It's about product and how they produce And look 
I've watched NXT since it first started. Does that make me the all-knowing expert on professional wrestling? No. What it does do, though, is it gives you insight as to what is WWE doing wrong? What are they doing right? What are they doing that needs to be improved upon? A lot of fans think they know what would fix WWE. A lot of fans also would tell you you need to look into where, how, what, when, why. Well, okay, where did WWE go wrong? A lot of people could point the finger and say, this is the fucking GPS they need to follow. I mean, you could give them a compass, and WWE could go straight and narrow for a very long time, go on the upward. Um, Then there's a problem, though. When they get called up, when WWE's NXT superstars get called up to Maine, some of them flourish and some of them, you know, just get lost in the shuffle. That's just the way, that's the lay of the land. But what does that have to do with live shows and how that's going to affect WWE? Well, even without an audience, WWE did put together some interesting stories and then again... Uh, and you want me? You want specifics? Okay. For those of you wanting more specifics, it's Wrestle underscore Radio. It's that's the uh, Instagram. If you would like to message me through Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. On Facebook, it's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. If you have any inquiries regarding that, please let me know. So, uh, yeah. Stories do have something to do with ratings, and ratings do have something to do with your attendance. The attendance, because everyone's fucking bored out of their mind because they've been quarantining or they've been, you know, trying to get themselves out of the fucking house. When you saw the Super Bowl, it was limited attendance, but then WrestleMania came around and it's 25,000. Holy hell, I mean, the first test run, no... No new cases reported, maybe not, you know, kept under the radar, who knows, but live crowds, let's backtrack, shall we? Ratings get you a crowd. If you don't have ratings or, you know, for that matter, intrigue from the fans, how in the hell do you expect to get anywhere when you go live and you don't, you see the tarp. In some arenas, you know, in WWE. this was prior to the pandemic. But then the main sellers like Royal Rumble, SummerSlam come around. People who have never been want to go. I fair warn you, you know, some people who say that ratings aren't everything and it should just be, rest, you know, you should be entertained by the wrestling itself. Well, dude, no offense. NXT, there are part bits and pieces of it that are good, like the whole Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly thing. Carrying uh, Cross, no thank you. I mean, despite the fact that your whole thing is just like, I mean, dude, let's just say it. NXT needs an injection of something or somebody that'll get it going. They've let go of so many people, and their talent is limited because you don't see... I'm not saying one person makes the roster, but Velveteen, where you at, my friend? 
We've been hearing reports, oh, he's not gone yet. You know, he's still on the internal roster, blah, blah, blah. And look, I don't have any idea, man. Okay, so you're asking me, when do you think things will go back to normal? I don't have that answer. There's a timetable which has to be followed in order for, you know, any one of us to go to a show. So I don't have any control over talent when they come back. I'm just concerned like the rest of us. Like, when is it going to – when is a match going to be lit to light a fire under WWE's ass? It's not just the Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton story that really fucking pissed a lot of people off. It's, you have a mania with matches that were okay, they weren't terrible, like Rhea Ripley, Asuka, uh, Sasha Banks, and Bianca Belair. Eh. A tag team championship match with Omos and AJ Styles and New Day. Eh. Should have been better in some of those matches. And how could, you know, matching, you know, Talking about match improvements make a difference in attendance. It can make a huge difference. Some may say that we're picky bitches when it comes to being a wrestling fan. Yeah, that's true. Match outcomes, kind of, yeah, they do in a lot of fans' eyes now because they feel that some feel that outcomes make wrestling enjoyable, whether you expect it or you see it coming. And I've said this before, whenever WWE had a crowd before, there's a lot of times where you, some of the fans will say, boy, yeah, the crowd, the minute we get a crowd, we get fucked. They're not lying because some of the results of Mania pissed off a lot of fans and made them say, I'm canceling my subscription to Peacock. So, again, I'll bring this full circle. Canceling subscriptions, low ratings, is that going to affect attendance when people start going to live shows? I don't care what the fuck it is. I just want to go to a show, damn it. That's all I'm concerned about is I would like, you know, not care if the show's going to be, like, halfway decent, sure. But if it's going to be a shit show and a half, still going to go. You really can't complain because it's a show for the first time in a while. I'm pretty sure that's what people were thinking when they went to WrestleMania. You know what I was thinking? If this is how WWE is going to do with a crowd, I mean, they did kind of good. They didn't do terrible. But there are things that could be improved upon. Like, quit flip-flopping stories. Stop doing that shit, please. It's not that uh, we don't appreciate being thrown for a loop, but Alexa Bliss has only been with The Fiend for, what, three months, and now you're repackaging her to be even more of a psychotic bitch? Fine, whatever. The horror show that is WWE Creative has, you know, already chosen its path, and... Do you still? Do we all still watch? We have that choice not to, and I chose not to watch Raw tonight. Although the one highlight that caught my attention in the Thunderdome was Matt Riddle rolling up Orton for a one-two-three. Yeah, that's it. 
be. You know what I mean? If I'm not and others are not intrigued to watch your product, then why should we tune in or why should we even buy tickets to a show? I know I don't speak for every fan in wrestling, but there comes a point when you watch the, the programming in WWE and tell, ask yourself, is this really going to be worth it? And I've said this on multiple shows. Is this really going to be worth my time spending $4.99 on Peacock you know, to watch the pay-per-views? and the takeovers, and buy the merchandise, and all that. Look, wrestling for me is going to be interpreted differently through someone else's eyes. Some may love hardcore, nonsensical matches that make no goddamn sense whatsoever. So, it is what it is, is the common phrase used when watching WWE. Now watching AEW, I watched some of the replays and it's somewhat decent but also just as that or worse. So by that I'm going to try and relay you my thoughts about AEW. So they've got Sting mentoring Darby Allen essentially. And you have all these fucking factions with Team Taz and Pinnacle and Inner Circle. I mean, what the fuck is next? You see, this is what happens. <clears throat> when you watch AEW and WWE, you compare, you contrast and take mental notes. Which one is trying its best to give entertainment value to the fucking fans? And so far... <clears throat> One or the other is trying just a little bit too much. Then, again, how does that translate into getting fans into arenas? Well, I can tell you right now, it's a toss-up because AEW has, like I said, several factions too hard to keep up with. And then the stories for there also feels like the good old days of the, well, I mean, they had a long-withstanding story between Sting and Hogan, for example. And I didn't watch WCW after 1998, simply because Eric Bischoff, you know, Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff, kind of ruined WCW for me at that time because Goldberg was a thing, Sting was a thing, you know, and Hogan, Nash Hall, the NWO and whatnot. Those were the days the Monday Night Wars were fucking tearing it up and giving us some good freaking material. Now, you got an overload, if you if you don't mind me saying, with AEW. You have AEW Dark. You have Dynamite. You know, so, you know, you, you have various other shows with WWE. You have, and let's see, you have NXT, Raw, SmackDown Live. And if these were live shows in arenas, I can tell you right now, part of it would partially disappoint you in the sense that there's no consistency. Some, like my friend Chris in Columbia would tell you, he'd prefer AEW more because it's what WWE used to be. And in my opinion, if we all take a gander at current product today and 
how that would affect ticket sales if we ever get to that point in the near future outside of WrestleMania 37. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit because either one, right now, it'd be appealing to go to both. But, again, there's a certain level of consistency that I look for or forward to as a fan when I go live and I go to a live event. And that's, does your product scream, I want to buy your merchandise and support the shit out of you? Otherwise, I'm not going to be investing my interest in what you're trying to sell. So, with that being said, we're going to have a nice little segue, folks, right into Off the Rails Uncensored. So, without further ado, <coughs> Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast that was coined in trade Off the Rails Uncensored, March 7, 2016. So, five years running this bitch, and let me tell you, it feels oh so fucking good. Right. So, so, if you're listening, if you please, please make sure that if you have a child under the age of 18, most of this content is not appropriate, if you will, for minors under the age of 18. If they go out repeating exactly what I say, then I'm going to... You're going to have issues. Let's just put it that way. All right. Now for my personal favorite, 37 minutes of rant. No. A lot of questions. So, monkeys in the truck, could you please hit my music? Get. to WWE and AEW. What are you guys going to do when you go live? How are you going to handle it? My main question. Because, let's see here. I got to look up the numbers. Oh, my goodness. So, (laughs) Raw got, on April 5th, 1.701 million viewers. Holy crap. Um, It says... (laughs) Raw ratings hit an all-time low. Uh, average 1.701 million viewers with a 0.56 rating in the adults. 18 to 49 demographics. So last week's was <laughs> the week before was 1.7 million viewers. That's barely enough to fill the void, dude. So I looked at C-Scope. I looked at Wrestling News. Okay, so they're all saying the same thing. So... WWE Raw scores lowest viewership of 2021. That's that's not good at all. It says, according to this, this is down 6.33% from 
from last week's 1.816 million viewers. Dear God. And that was the viewers for the post-fastlane episode. So this is on April 5th. That's why it says, for this week's show, the first hour drew 1.733 million viewers. The second hour drew 1.6. And then the final hour drew 1.673 million viewers last night. So viewership, that is important. And it's really, really important. Because if no one tunes in to watch your shit, then how do you ever expect to get people's butt or asses in seats? And we all know that that little tidbit right there about Vince was he doesn't care. about certain things and having an audience is just another form of money t-shirts, title belts I mean the old man has been through several manias several rumbles there's a big underlying but can't he you when things start getting back in the swing of things like live arenas and house shows, bet your ass the tarp's going to come back out in some arenas because it's kind of hard to, you know, see the wrestling ring from the back of where the Tron is. Or Those tarps won't come out because people will be willing to pay Bucos amount of bucks just to go to a wrestling event. Now, whether it be AEW Dynamite or whatever the fuck the case may be when it comes to them coming to us, you know, live arena, wherever, it's the fact that people are bored going to get WWE, a lot of people, I don't know. AEW, on the other hand, you know, them having a lot of factions and trying to keep a consistent story. They've so far only kept a consistent story with the main guys there, like Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, oh my, Hangman Page. Some may fail to realize, you know, even with the star-studded power cast, to sell an arena would be a big deal to either organization. And I guarantee you it's going to happen for both. Because you have fans that are already set in their ways, trying to figure out, okay, should I watch or attend the show that only garnered, you know, 1.6 million viewers? That's not how all fans talk. No, sir. It's definitely difficult. When you're trying to base your attendance to a show off of ratings, no, I base my attendance if I haven't been in this direction for so long, especially you say that I haven't watched this in so long. You say you haven't watched wrestling? Yeah. WrestleMania 37. I know some of you went. I had a damn good time. But anyways, you say to yourself, okay, do I really want to go watch this show because some of you are telling me that 
you wouldn't go to a show based off ratings. You'd just go because. It's all fine and dandy, but if I'm looking at the product currently for WWE and AEW, what I'm looking for is, is this what I really want to be sitting down for two and a half, three hours for? Because when AEW goes live again, you know, and going into different arenas, folks, I hate to say this, but when Cody was in Ring of Honor, do you know how many people attended that show at Madison Square? It was sold out. It was sold out. And also, here's that pauses for this. When WWE gets a crowd, we're fucked. Is not a joke. They realize that people go to the show. They get all kinds of concessions. They get their merchandise. They get, like I said, merchandise including title belts and backpacks and what have you. Partially the reason why people show up to the shows in the first place is to get merchandise that's not taxed or non-taxable. So, in other words, one reason that some may want to go is because they want to buy some merch. Another reason is because they believe that there's going to be a quality show. Now, I don't know how true this is, <clears throat> but WWE, not just them, there are other wrestling organizations around that when it goes live again, it's going to help boost numbers, it's going to help boost sales. Not just help boost sales, but... We're going live again, you know, that may be partial answer given to you by executives saying, oh, man, when we go live, it's going to be great. We're going to get merchandise sales. We're going to get our lives back together. The question, I guess, is for WWE. So when you guys go live, quote, unquote, again, What kind of material are you going to sell to them? There's a lot of cinematic things going on with WWE right now, folks. They always do this. Somebody that, you know, could actually help the company. And what I mean by they always do this is watch their programming religiously and tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. Nobody's going to come back to that segment. Do you know why? Because they're so sick and tired of the routine Mondays that come on every single night. I bet you anything that if AEW had their way, They'd be competing with WWE every night that they're on just to annoy the fucking piss out of them. What, you know, my next next question is, you know, who's going to take it home? AEW, WWE, NWA, Ring of Honor. Who's going to take it home? So I already got my answer. You can come... Come onto the turf as well. The rail is uncensored. I don't mind. I need a second party anyways. So... Who's going to take it home? Who's going to be the all-time sales leader for most tickets sold in an hour? And what 
what really uh, entertains my mind is what's going to happen. What's going to happen when arenas have live crowds again? Is it going to be fun, enjoyable, or is it going to be super competitive? So, I'd like to know. <laughs> I guess time will tell, you know, if you see an observation of just the lights out on certain arenas, or the part, you know, like where the tarp is. WWE, really, at this point, folks, I'm just going to come out and say it. There needs to be concrete evidence as to why we should keep attending your show, why we should, you know, start buying tickets again in advance. And so some of you have been telling me in the past few days, like, do a show on... uh, who you think is going to go the distance to keep fans coming? My theory is when WWE gets a crowd, not just them, I mean, is they going to either run with it? Outside of WrestleMania 37 is what I mean. And even WrestleMania 37 wasn't all that great. Some people bitched about both uh, the men's title matches with Bobby Lashley and, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Lashley defending the championship and then winning the title defense. I mean, it was not that great. made me wonder why. It was McIntyre. Versus Lashley. It's with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Whoever, you know, sets these ratings, thank you. North American, that is. Anyways, the point I'm getting at is, folks, what's going to happen? I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure some of you may be saying, well, <clears throat> what's what's the what's the reason? What's the bother of you asking all these questions? All it takes is one person to get WWE up and running again. It's kind of obvious. I mean, love him or hate him, make great point. It's like you know, some people don't are not aware. That ratings do have something to do with your attendance. I'm not saying both companies are absolutely horrid. What I'm trying to say is it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, which side will do their best to help the fans out with more than just a trash can and some titles. But you should be thankful. So it's out in the. I had my moment. Let me rephrase that. Let me start over. It is a big deal when you have ratings and stories that can make you go, man, I really want to go see it when it goes live again. 
it went live again at WrestleMania 37. And like I said, I didn't really care so much for the matches. I just wanted to be aesthetically pleased earwise to hear actual booze and not canned heat. I mean, because let's face it. WWE, not just them, when it comes to booking consistent stories and then keeping said feud between whomever alive, for some, it becomes a chore to write in what's going to be good, what's going to be bad. Promos need to fucking stop on Raw. That's like... Watching the Olympic sport of pass the microphone, it's my turn to talk. It's definitely difficult to sit and ponder who's going to be the ratings draw, but not just the ratings draw when they go live again. Who's going to hold the advantage? Who's going to be the best? In this sport, this Ragnarok, this crazy shit we call professional wrestling. But if you ask friends, me personally speaking, I'll just be glad to go to a fucking show. Life gets boring when you just go to work and go home. My question to WWE and, for that matter, NXT... Why? On certain things, you know, why would you format a feud between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt? And then, you know, you added Alexa Bliss, who already hated Bray Wyatt. There's just, the burning question is, who's going to, Who's going to come out on top? And who's going to be thrown to the wayside? What kind of, you know, matches are we going to see now in AEW? Because we've seen their foot thumbtack match between Adam Brooks and someone else. If you have any questions, dude, you know, I'd be willing to answer them for you. I guess my next set of questions sounds like the, sums it up like this. You know, after WrestleMania 37, are we really going to see who WWE's, you know, what WWE's true colors are again? Because the question is, you know, post WrestleMania 37, are we going to get bombarded with new feuds? Are you know what? Because AEW, despite them having AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite, and then their upcoming pay-per-views. So, again, are you going to do what you did when you had an audience? Are you going to fuck us over? Or are we going to actually be entertained And the opportunity to cheer you once again, or are a lot of a lot more of us going to jump ship and watch 
only pay-per-views on Peacock, you know, or oh, you already unsubscribed and got your money back. You got a lot of, you know, that that makes me question what the hell's going on. Because if not, there are certain things going on like Bray Wyatt and the whole themed repackaging makes me makes me just <clears throat> makes me want to scream because you never know what version of wrestling is going to show up, whether it be AEW, whether it be WWE, and depending on which version of good wrestling shows up. Still kind of hesitant about watching Raw all the way through again. I did watch one before WrestleMania. It was okay. Again. Definitely easy to choose for me because I just like watching professional wrestling fucking period. Is that in any way, shape, or form going to affect sales? Based on your opinion. No, not really. But I do bring up some valid points. And those valid points are if your stories are not interesting, people are not going to be willing to get off their asses and buy tickets for your show. Some of them. I don't mean to brag, but... (laughs) When I went to this last show with an actual full-on over 30,000-plus people in Houston, Texas experience. I mean, you got you know, interactive pictures and stuff taken. You sign autographs. Very texting with you. Yeah, I agree. The gentleman just said it's very taxing when you watch WWE's pay-per-views because Sometimes the results are absolute shit. And other times, it surprises the fuck out of you and makes you want to go, man, I should subscribe to whatever network they have or I want to not just stream this on Daily Motion, but AEW Dynamite, I've seen very little tidbits of it. What I gather... They're not bad, they're not good, they're not totally there yet with star power, but I mean, they do have Sting, they do have Taz, and they have JR. What does that have anything to do with attendance at a live wrestling show? Do you have any idea that when JR sits there and speaks, you can't really hear it if you are by, but when you hear JR... And his music, you know who it is. Same thing with Taz. Same thing with Sting. Same thing with a lot of things. But you know what? If you really want my honest opinion, dude, on two days worth of uh Yeah. If you want to know, dude, I'll tell you. But interrupting, holy cow, that's a lot of interruptions. He finally stopped. So, 
it's important to what I just said before. I'm having trouble remembering. Sorry, short-term memory loss. But the point is, it's important for us fans to be able to follow. Otherwise, those arenas are still going to be, you know, somewhat full, not all the way full. Having people in the stands, having, you know, being able to follow consistent stories is very, very important. You know why? Because if your stories are complete and utter shit, why should we put our happy little asses in the fucking seat to begin with? I'm really trying to read your question, man. And just, let me see. It's Russell underscore radio, folks, by the way. And Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. And at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. Actually, you want me to read my Twitter handle? I can. Okay. At underscore Brian Rails. See, I I wasn't wrong. But I gather, folks, is that the data is a generalized consensus that if you have great stories, if you have awesome feuds, Oh, and um, personally speaking, if your wrestlers actually respect you, someone, you're going to have it. If if the locker room has got a good atmosphere in it, then it's going to be more loose when it's live, and it makes for a good show. That's all I have, folks, is that, you know, What's going to happen is up to the powers that be. They want to keep a crowd, then great. If they don't want to keep a crowd, all I can tell you right now is you can give all the ultimatums you want to WWE. They're still going to do what they feel is going to pull the fans. Thankfully, they did that on three matches this year at WrestleMania 37. I can give you specifics which ones I like. Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Bianca Belair, Sasha. Again, okay, what was the third match? Holy shit. The third match did kind of include a holy shit moment. Okay. Not so much the tag team that does not... Okay, McIntyre Lashley wasn't bad. The outcome kind of confused the fuck out of people, though. There's no There was no payoff whatsoever. So you want ratings. You want, I'm just going to read this question. Would you ever bring CM Punk back to wrestling? That depends. So. you have any questions, comments, concerns, I can message you through the Instagram messenger. It's wrestle underscore radio. Can't give the Facebook away. I am fading, folks. So, you want <clears throat> you want to know who's going to fill arenas? Can answer that question. You can DM me for that. You want to know what fills arenas? Probably be surprised. Asses and seats are created by interesting storylines and intrigue. If you get rid of intrigue, like the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt thing, 
Boy, you guys are missing the fucking boat in that regard. Anyways, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reels had to say about tonight, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Two those bitches, I gotta get me some shit I Forget oh, That was weak. That was weak as fuck. Alright. You wanna hit me up? Message me on Instagram and more than welcome. And two of those bitches, I got to go to bed for real this time. And if you didn't like what good old Brian Mills had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Get about it. Two of those bitches. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The The cultural personality. The cultural personality.